Welcome, friends, to the Enduring Gifts of Marvin Gaye podcast. Brought to you by your 26-year listening veteran, Jessica. Join me as we celebrate these enduring gifts, the songs of Marvin Gaye. In each episode, I will share insights about the music and recount life experiences tied to it. I'm hoping to inspire you to take a first or your 500 first listen to these songs that are truly the enduring gifts of Marvin Gaye. Hey friends, I just needed to do a quick little... It's going to be a bonus clip. This won't be very long at all, but today it just really occurred to me. Um, just the times sometimes when you're going through life, right? And you just come across some type of an interview with a celebrity. That's happened to me several times where this random celebrity drops some major Marvin knowledge on you, on me. That has happened to me a few times and I just have to shout out. That's why I just have to make this a little quick bonus episode because I don't know necessarily that these little moments are going to fit into future episodes about songs. I can, I will probably make a point to squeeze these little tidbits in really quick to some upcoming episodes, but it it may be much time before I get to these songs. But it's like, I just want to shout out, show some major mad props, love and respect to a handful of musicians, artists who have just in their own moment, in their own time, in their own show, in their own whatever, and they have felt the need to shout out Marvin Gaye. So I'm going to save like the best for last, but I will start with one of the first times that I ever encountered this was, it was early. It was early in the 90s of me learning about Marvin Gaye. I feel I almost want to say this was in 94, but for some reason, something was going on where Carlos Santana was getting some kind of a Lifetime Achievement Award somewhere. And it was on TV, though, right? It was just on nationally broadcast TV. Nothing special. You didn't have to have cable or anything for this. So it was a big deal, right? And it was just on. So he, you know, they've hyped him up. They've talked him up. They've shown his little reel. And now he was coming up onto the stage to receive his award. And it was, like I said, a lifetime achievement award for Carlos Santana. He gets up on the stage. And one of the very first things that he's saying is that he wants to thank his dear friend Marvin Gaye. I was like, what? Carlos Santana and Marvin Gaye? And Carlos Santana is getting up and accepting his Lifetime Achievement Award. And that's what it, this was completely random, folks, because it really was at the very beginning of Carlos Santana getting up on this stage to receive his Lifetime Achievement Award for what Carlos Santana is known for, right? His guitar. And 
like before he could proceed with receiving his award, he needed to thank his good friend Marvin Gaye. That was everything to me. That was everything to me. So, okay, that's number one. Number two, random little call out moments. And this one wasn't so random, but the person that they chose to speak to was very random. This was at the beginning of some type of a documentary, la-da-da-da-da, about Marvin Gaye. And so they were kind of leading into their presentation with just getting feedback from singers across the board. And this is how across the board they went with this one. Uh, They were talking to that guy that was married to Julia Roberts, the country singer. Was his name Lyle Lovett? Is that, was that guy's that guy's name I really don't know who that guy was but everybody knows that guy right he's got a very um distinct look and so they were talking to that guy of all people at the beginning of some documentary on Marvin Gaye right like what why (laughs) it's a reach it is a definite reach but now you're gonna get my attention (laughs) pretty much with whatever this guy has to say, right? So of everything in Marvin Gaye's catalog, right? Because what was going on? Like each of these little people that they were getting some little quick feedback from, they were shouting out like a favorite Marvin Gaye song or whatever, right? Or some moment where Marvin Gaye like affected their lives or whatever. So this guy from everything in Marvin's catalog, this, but this is why I love it. And this is why every single time I ever hear this song, I think of this guy and I'm like, yes, dude, that was sick. This was a sick reference, my man. You know what I'm saying? Like you are a very obscure, not on topic person that I would reach out to for the beginning of my documentary on Marvin Gaye. <laughs> but when you have a song to call out that affected you of Marvin Gaye's, I love your song, my man. He went to wherever I lay my hat. And so he was just saying, he's like, yeah, there's just something kind of so corny about that song. Wherever I lay my hat, that's my home. And I was like, wow, dude. Wow. I love that song. I have always loved that little song. That is just an old school throwback. That's just old school throwback, Marvin. And so I've got much respect for you to bring up that song, my man. So that was number two. Number three is and I just had to watch this again really quick. I got into this just to make sure that I was going to say the right person's name. I know him, but I, just, I was like, "But was that him?" And it was him. Now, I think the reason why I was questioning if it was him was because a lot lately, just in the past couple of days lately, as I've been looking for images of Marvin Gaye, I come across some images that have Marvin Gaye and most, most, not most, most deaf. And I did hear this a while back when it came out. They made some kind of a, kind of a, what do they call these things? Like a chop up or a something like that, a project where they, they just mix 
two artists together. So most Def is coming in and he's just kind of redoing a lot of Marvin's songs. It's like every album, every song on the album basically is a remake of Marvin's original songs. Although I do believe that there are some original of his songs where he just has Marvin on the track too. It was an interesting project. I'm just going to leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to leave it at that. But he's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Most Def is definitely really pretty cool. And so this is what I'm talking about. Now we're getting a little bit more into the dropping the mic, little bits of knowledge that some other artists can sometimes just be dropping on me about Marvin and I have to have nothing but respect for that. So it was years back and I don't know, was this 2008, 2009? It was some monumental thing. They had been broadcasting that it was about to happen for like a couple weeks before it happened. And I just had to, um, I remember I didn't have cable. I, have I pointed that out before? I think I pointed that out before once before that I, for a very long time, didn't have cable TV either. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have cable. I guess I love to live off of the grid. Okay. And <laughs> so for a long time, I didn't have cable, but it was coming on PBS. So that does not require cable. And so, yes, let me, maybe I don't think that I ever have broken it down the degree to which I've never had cable. Well, never had cable, did not have cable for many, many, most of the years that I have lived on my own. I just, I've rocked without cable. And so what I do have though, is like these nice, big, fancy, smart TVs, right? I mean, it's the only type of TV you can get nowadays. Don't get it twisted. There's been a long portion of time that I was rocking and repping an old 1970s, big ass, thick ass, probably about a 50 pound about four feet deep. My mom bought this shit for me at a garage sale, but it was a little color TV, had a great picture. It worked for me. You know what I'm saying? Because what are you doing? You're plugging in your DVD player, your VCR, whatever, and you're just watching your own stuff, right? Like, like I said, I'm an old movie aficionado, and so I have a humongous collection of old movies that that's what I would just prefer to watch, or DVDs, right? Like, just go buy a TV series and, and stock up on that. So cable was not a necessity for a really long time. Therefore, PBS is an over-the-air rabbit ears, right? 1950s rabbit ears, but been rocking and repping rabbit ears for all of the 2000s. Got them sitting in my house right now. Um, but so there was, I believe, like I said, 2008, 2009, there was this documentary that PBS was doing on Marvin Gaye, the American Masters series, and they were doing an episode on Marvin. And I had to record that, though. So my dad had cable and his little DVR with the cable thing. And so I used to be able to go over to my dad's house every day during lunch because he worked I worked a few minutes from where he lived and therefore it was just so convenient for me on my lunch hour every day. He was at work, his wife was at work, but they just gave me a key and I was able to go over to their house and just eat my little ramen noodles and just kick back for an hour in a house. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I used to do every day for lunch. So 
once he DVR'd this little documentary for me, it was like every single day on my lunch break, I was at my dad's house watching this PBS documentary of Marvin over and over and over again. Cause it, I'm going to get, that is a masterful, that is an amazing documentary on Marvin. It's on my YouTube channel in the documentaries playlist. It's on my Pinterest page on the videos board. That is a must watch. It is just an amazing very in-depth, very respectful documentary on Marvin. And so here's and here's an element of why that is. They really hadn't been talking to most deaf like at all throughout this documentary, but they were getting to the album, Here My Dear. And then all of a sudden they showed most deaf and I was like, okay, you know, like he was just giving offering a little bit of commentary. And the, I just watched it again, and I had forgotten about the first thing that he said, but he was like, he had never really heard an album like that before, and that it was so personal. And he was like, you feel like you're almost just overhearing some of his own personal mutterings to himself about his situation with Anna, because that's absolutely what that album is about. And then this is what most Def just dropped the knowledge on me about because I had never gone here with it. And it is actually what has inspired me to use this term in my episodes so far. He gets to the song Anna, the song Anna, and he was like, he just, he's building and building and building Anna, Anna, Anna. And he's like, it's opera. And I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Most dev dropped the mic. Opera. Marvin, opera, Anna. Yes, you blew my mind right there. Oh, my God. I could talk to you for hours now, okay? That's number two. Now, number one, sickest, dopest most mad respect due reference about Marvin Gaye that a celebrity has ever dropped where it was like, what the fuck for real? Did you just blow my mind with, you just expanded my Marvin Gaye knowledge up to another level that like I can't almost even handle you right now. So this was in the late 90s. Uh, it was on BET. Somehow it was in the... No, I was going to say it was in the afternoon, but I think it must have been in prime time. I think it must have been prime time. Uh, Mary J. Blige had some type of a little special that was being done on her. It was a little... Like, I don't think it wasn't a show. It wasn't a normally regularly scheduled show, but it, it was some Mary J. Blige is in the studio. She's sitting down with us. We're just going to talk to her for an hour. That's what this show is tonight, today, right? And so Mary J. Blige is on, right? And it's her hour. It's her show. They're talking about her career and her life, okay? Her, her songs. And I do not know why she said this because it, it, it didn't really have anything to do with anything about her career, but just all of a sudden, Mary J. Blige was just needing to break down on Marvin Gaye. And so I, you know, it had to have been just that she, like, who's inspired you in your career, right? 
And so she gets and she says Marvin Gaye, but then Mary J. I'm just the sickest, maddest, most respect props are due. Mary is writing, repping. What the fuck does Mary know about Marvin Gaye? Because Mary went into an album cover, friend. Okay, Mary J. Blige was talking about like just how visionary Marvin Gaye was and how ahead of his time that Marvin Gaye was. And this had to have been about in 2001, dude. I think that's when it had to have been about in 2001. So shit had just gone down, right? We know what happened then. And she was like just taking her episode here. Like I said, this didn't have anything to do with Mary J. Blige's career, but she just needed everybody to understand about Marvin Gaye. And she was really just pointing out how visionary and ahead of his time and just kind of almost Nostradamus that he was. Because she said, she's like, have you ever looked at Marvin Gaye's In Our Lifetime album cover? And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, I have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm following along very closely at this point. And she was like, how far ahead of his time and just like on another level and what Marvin Gaye was dealing with and what he was just really trying to tell the world Have you ever noticed that on the cover of Marvin Gaye's album In Our Lifetime, it shows the World Trade Center blowing up? And I was like, Mary, Jay, Abide, I I can't, I'm barely breathing right now. Like, what the fuck are you telling me right now about that, about that album cover? She even referenced there's something else on there. I don't have it in front of me this second. Do I have my discs? Okay, hold on. Here they are right here. Hold on. Let's get to the one that has in our lifetime because let me just look at this album cover again really quick. Okay, she points out the blowing up of the World Trade Center. And what else is going on on this uh, album cover that would be uh possibly something that she made reference to um well i see the statue of liberty is blowing up but i think it i she said something else that is on this album cover um but it was most definitely the fact that it shows the world trade center blowing up and she just needed everybody to understand that like Mary J just she needed to take time out of her TV show special on her life and career to break down the album artwork of in our lifetime Marvin Gaye (laughs) maddest props do I gotta shout to Mary J Blige if Mary Day Blige is not about the baddest bitch just anyway, just for every single thing that is Mary J. Blige, she takes the cake. She is, you know, honorary enduring gifts of Marvin Gaye co-producer number one. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
And so that's it. That was the number one time of all time. Just break down some knowledge, celebrity breakdown of knowledge of Marvin Gaye. Like I said, I didn't ever really know like how I was going to fit these into an episode tied to a song. But um, had to just shout that out, had to shout out these celebrities and just, you know, it's it's about Marvin Gaye. All right. I'm going to talk to you guys soon. I will have an episode coming. Um, Much love and take care. Well, friends, that's it for this episode. Did we have fun? I had fun. (laughs) Subscribe to our show so you never miss the enduring gifts of Marvin Gaye. And we're excited to announce that you can follow us on Pinterest at our page, pinterest.com forward slash Marvin Gaye underscore enduring underscore gifts. There, you can see our gorgeous picture boards for each podcast episode, among many others. These boards are full of images of Marvin, capturing key moments from each episode. We're making this a listening and viewing experience for you. So until next time, thank you for listening. (laughs) 